the Lord, church. Praise the Lord, church. Pastor Marriott, thank you for that introduction. I thought I was just going to say, I don't even need to preach this today. <laughs> thank you all for being here this evening to hear the preach word of God from his willing servants, Licentia, Lynette, and I. Thank you to all my friends and family that are here this evening, especially my mom, who has always prayed and continues to pray my way through life and is always teaching me the importance of humility. Thank you, mom. To my aunts and my brothers who have been nothing but supportive and encouraging along this journey, thank you. To my Baruch College colleagues, Shayna and Laura, who traveled from North Carolina and South Carolina to be here. The Mount Moriah AME Church family, thank you. To my fellow seminarians from New York Theological Seminary. <laughs> I appreciate and thank you for your presence this evening. To my church family, the Allen Temple AME Church. Will you please stand? <laughs> Thank you all for trusting the God in me along this process. And thank you for your love. So the first lady of this house, Mrs. Alicia Marriott. Thank you for believing in me when I couldn't even believe in myself and for your continued guidance in my life. Last and surely not least, to the servant leader of this house, who I am honored to call my pastor, the Reverend Dr. Hugh B. Marriott. <laughs> Thank you for your leadership. Thank you for exemplifying what it is to love God, love his people, and for always making much of Jesus. Amen. I thank God for you. There's a word from the Lord this evening. As the text has been read to you hearing, I'd like to pay close attention to the focus verse which is found in Joshua 1, verse 9. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. As Reverend Marriott <laughs> gave my title away, even though it's in the program. <laughs> I'd like to talk to all of you from the subject, the process to purpose. Will you pray with me? Most gracious, eternal Father, I thank you for this opportunity to stand behind this sacred desk and to preach thy word to thy people. Lord, you have found me worthy for such a call as this. Lord, use me 
to relay a message to your people. Decrease me, Lord, and increase you so that it is you that they see and not licentiate Naphtali. Lord, it is my prayer that your people not be just hearers of the word, but also doers of this word. Lord, I have prepared now by the power of your Holy Spirit. Preach this word in Jesus' name. Amen. So as your text was read to you, all of you, we see that God chose Joshua to lead the people of Israel to the promised land. But in order to understand Joshua, we must go back and understand the role of the leader in Joshua's life. We must understand the role of Moses up to the time of Joshua. Moses brought the Israelites out of Egypt to the wilderness. Moses was giving the Ten Commandments mm-hmm. on top of Mount Sinai. Mm-hmm. Then there was the water from the rock. Mm-hmm. With the water from the rock, if many of you do not know, God gave, a com- God gave a command to Moses, and he didn't follow through. And if you're asking what he did, I won't go into too many details, but know that God told um, Moses to strike the rock. He struck the rock. Water did not come out. God told Moses to command the rock. Moses struck the rock again. And it is out of that disobedience. Now, let's get to Joshua. It was out of these circumstances that God called Joshua to lead the people of Israel into the promised land and across the Jordan River. Moses' significance to the process of freedom was his faithfulness in bringing the people to this point in their history. This evening, I want to talk to you guys about Joshua's three process steps that led to his purpose that also is very much applicable to us today. The first step is being able to hear God's call on your life. (laughs) Being able to hear God's call on your life. Joshua clearly, clearly heard God's call on his life, and it's very evident in verses 1 and 2. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aide, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River. God made it very plain to Joshua. But also, in order for Joshua to have heard, and in order for us to be able to hear God's call, On our life, we have to position ourselves to hear the call of God in our life. You ask, how do I do this? Well, I'm glad you asked, because I'm about to tell you. (laughs) The way Joshua 
heard the call is, you have to understand, Joshua's proximity to Moses. Joshua followed Moses, was, was Moses' aide for 39 years. And you know what's interesting about that to me, when I thought about that is, Moses got his directions or directives from God. Joshua got his directives from Moses. So in essence, if you really think about it, Joshua was getting his direction from God himself. And because of that, he was taking lessons from Moses and learning the ways of God. Now, how is that applicable to us? First, you must believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. But not only believe, but you must be in fellowship. In fellowship with him. And even under the leadership that you're on. And I'm not trying to step on anybody's toes this evening. But we must know in order to lead, you must know how to follow. And another way you're being able to hear God's call is when God calls you, there is always a confirmation before or a confirmation after. Let me tell you what I mean. Joshua's call was confirmed in Deuteronomy 31, verses 7 and 8. Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him, in the presence of all Israel, be strong and courageous, for you must go with, these, with this people into the land that the Lord swore to their forefathers to give them, and you must divide it among them as their inheritance. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. And what I love about that part was the fact that even though people, other people can see what is in you, but God always tells it to you yourself right. in one way That's or right. another. That's right. That's right. The second step that leads to purpose, this one was a little tough for me. <laughs> you have to accept the call on your life. <laughs> you have to accept the call on your life. The way Moses I mean, Joshua accepted the call on his life. And it says it in verses 7 and 8, where he's told to obey the laws given to him by Moses, by obeying leadership, by reading and meditating on the book of law day and night. You know, I can remember when, four years ago to be exact, when I joined Allen Temple, and you know, oftentimes through the years, people have, you know, I'm, I'm encouraging people, the Lord has given me the gift of encouragement. I didn't know it was a gift at first. And people would say, many of you in here, go ahead, preacher, preach, minister, and most likely I'll just walk away. And I remember coming to my pastor and saying, I don't understand why people are saying this. <laughs> this is surely not what God has called me to do. And my pastor said, everyone sees it but you. So that evening, I went home, got on my knees, and I said, Lord, your people are crazy. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I said, I don't understand what's going on, Lord. But if it is your will for me to serve you in this manner, please show me. Day one, after day one, nothing. After day two, I was like, yeah, I knew it. I knew this is not what I was supposed to do. I knew it. And the third day, I remember it like it was yesterday. I was in the mirror, doing my hair, preparing for work. And the Lord gave me a glimpse of me standing in this very pulpit right now and doing my initial sermon. Be careful what you ask for. But ask anyways. And another way to accept the call, as I mentioned, is to read and meditate on scriptures daily the way Joshua did. Read and meditate on the scriptures daily. How many of us know that when we read and meditate on the scriptures daily, we begin to pattern our life after the word? The third step. You have to live the purpose. And how do you do that? The same way Joshua did. God told him to be strong and courageous. In that chapter one, be strong and courageous is mentioned three times in the text, four times in the chapter, and not to mention what I just referenced in Deuteronomy 31, seven and eight. As pastor said, you know, I sat for that, with that for a minute and I said, why did he keep telling them to be strong and courageous? Because Joshua wasn't getting it. Mm-hmm. Joshua didn't understand that he needed to be strong and courageous because this is the calling that God had for him. We all know that God's strength is made perfect in our weakness. And oftentimes when you are called, you have to begin to walk the calling before you reach the call. For 20, what did I say, 20, wait, 30, was it, did I say 30? 29, 30, 39 years. Joshua walked with Moses. He was walking that very call that will lead him to this very purpose to go in and get the promised land. But very often along the process, along the walk. There are some Jordans we have to cross over. There are challenges that are coming our way. There are conflicts. Life happens. But God promises to be with Moses. God promised to be with Joshua. And why should that be any different for us? He too will be with us wherever he's called us. This text clearly says he goes before you. He goes before you. So he has prepared the way for the very call that he's called you for. And in verse 11, part of Joshua and us living the purpose, this is what happens. 
So Joshua ordered the officers of the people. Do you see what happened? So Joshua, God told him to be strong and courageous, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. What is his next step? Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get your provisions ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan, here to go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God has given you for your own. He acted when God spoke. You know, I know someone else that went through a process to purpose. He entered into Jerusalem on a donkey. <laughs> and people were praising him. People were glorifying him. And along his process, those very people spat on him. Those very people cursed him. Those very people yelled, crucify him. Christ's purpose was to die for you and I. He died so we might live. So we might live the purpose that is within us. Moses' purpose was part of his purpose was to lead Joshua. And then Joshua to lead the Israelites to the promised land. Christ uh -huh. <laughs> yes. process led to him dying on the cross. Yes. Brothers and sisters, do you realize the purpose that lies within you is not even for yourself? Wow. It is to benefit the kingdom of God and his people. God showed his love for us and that while we, we were yet sinners Christ died for us Christ died for us Christ died for us now when are you going to hear God's call and after you hear it when are you going to accept it? You know, as I stand here before you, I have no clue where God is leading me. This right here and doing this, it is the power of the Holy Spirit. That's right. Many of you, I have been where you are. You've heard God's call, and you have know he's called you for a very long time. Trust me. Accept that call. Because you know why? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. <laughs> Be able to hear God's call, accept the call, and walk in the call by live, living the purpose. Just walk. Because there's someone who's gone before you to prepare the way for which you will walk That's the rest right. of the way. As I take my seat, I leave you all with this scripture found in John 15, 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit. 
fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. May the Lord bless you, my brothers and sisters. Amen.